This is Servant Marcia Carney with Escape to Heaven. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. His anointing is empowering. The kingdom of the Lord is within me. And He's calling Tallahassee, you're listening to 94.1 Wave 94, Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. It's almost, it's almost Valentine's Day, Love Day. But guess what? With God, Love Day is every day. And so here we are with another Love Day, a day of love that God has blessed us with. I learned something this morning. I can't wait to share it. I thought that I knew the gospel. I thought I knew exactly what that was, how to say it, how to proclaim it, and how to tell others. But I got some news for you this morning because the Lord told taught me something new, and I can't wait to give it to you. One thing that he did let me know is that in order for you and I to receive the gospel, we have to be wise. I didn't know that. I thought anyone could receive the gospel, but not so. So uh, that took me to Proverbs, the third chapter, starting at verse 1. In order, I had a situation this weekend, too, so maybe that's what's permeating all this. I mean, I had to break up some people from disagreeing with each other radically, and the Word of God that I'm ready to read would stop you and your mate and your children and all of that from having disagreements. It says, son, do not forget the law of God, but let your heart keep my commandments. It's so funny. It's your ear that hear it, but it's your heart that have to keep the commandments. Amen. Uh, Because the length of days and long life and peace is what the law of God adds to our life. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Sometimes someone can offend you, and instead of you extending mercy, you react violently. You react angry. You react like, why? Who do you think you are? You see, that means that you do not allow mercy to proceed from your heart towards that situation. And the Word of God says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck with them Write them, and write what? Mercy and truth. On the tablet of your heart, and then you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. So when we have disagreements with one another, allow mercy to come from your heart. Think about if that was me, whatever the circumstances, okay? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not 
on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. I want to stop there. If all of a sudden you are dwindling away because you're worrying about this, worrying about that, not eating properly, not taking care of yourself. If you would do what this Bible says, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh, strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Don't uh, live here on earth and acquire so much stuff and and then you think it's all yours. It's not about it being yours. You're going to leave the earth. So why not honor the Lord, you know, and with the first fruits of all of your increase, pay your tithes. Anytime you get a big bonus, remember to write God a check, not not me, not your mom and your dad and your sisters and brothers and your friends. Make sure you give God his due. By, that's how you honor him. And if you do that, your barns will be filled with plenty. Uh, you'll overflow with new wine. There'll be newness in your life. Amen. And then do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction for whom the Lord loves. He corrects just as a father, the son in whom he delights. And at the end of the day, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding because wisdom is better than the profits of silver. Her gain is better than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies and all the things you might desire cannot compare with, what is it? Wisdom. Wow. Okay. So what does wisdom come with? In her right hand, she has long life and length of days. And in her left hand, she has riches and honor. So, so many people are saying, I want to be rich. I want to be recognized. I want to be wealthy. I want to do this. I want to do that. But did you stop and find wisdom? You cannot really effectively understand, comprehend, and receive the gospel of God without wisdom. Foolish people reject the gospel. Oh, help me in this house. So, wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who retain her. Do you know what that implies? That implies that you could lose wisdom. You can have her today and then lose her next week. And if you lose wisdom, then you're losing life. Even the Lord maintained wisdom. That's how he uh, founded the earth. Okay. That's how he established the heavens. You're not better than God. You're a creation. You're in his image, so you're definitely not better. Therefore, pursuing wisdom is wise in and of itself. So let's talk about Jesus, because if you really ponder and think about the Lord Jesus, remember, he lived here on earth, and at about age 30, he went over there to John the Baptist. He got baptized. Holy Spirit took him into the wilderness for his uh, preparation slash testing. I mean, um, after that, he came out that he was tested, of course, by um, 
the Satan, the accuser, and he came out and of all of that. And when he came out, word of God let us know that he was moved with compassion and um, and that he he came out speaking about the kingdom of God. So why did I bring that up? Because every place that Jesus went, he demonstrated the kingdom of God. That's what he did. I mean, so that's what it's all about, God's kingdom. That's why he came. I'm going to run over to 1 Corinthians, but can you receive? See, the point is not the point is not Jesus. Jesus did his thing. He came, he lived, he he committed no sin. He he submitted to his parents. He humbled. Then he uh, humbled to God for the will of God to be done on earth, which was for him to be the sacrificial lamb to take away the sins of all mankind. Jesus did it. And not only that, he was uh, hung on the cross. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, because when you get this revelation that I got this morning, oh my God, 1 Corinthians 15 chapter, verse number one. So this is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. He says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, notice that word, gospel, and that's what we're talking about today, the gospel, and only the wise can accept it. Which I preach to you, which also you received, and with, in, in which you stand. So something is happening. And so Paul is bringing back to the Corinthians' memory that I preach to you the gospel, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preach to you. And if you don't hold fast to the gospel, then you would have believed in vain. And so he's saying, for I deliver to you, first of all, that which I also receive, that Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, died for our sins, according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. He was seen by Cephas, then by 12, meaning the disciples. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained even to this day, and some had fallen asleep or died. He was seen by James, then by all the apostles. So what Paul is letting the Corinthians know is that the resurrection of Christ is real. It's also a core portion of the gospel. If I was to go over to um, verse 21, it says how, um, I'm going to go before that. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiful. Because, and when he said that, because he's saying that if Christ um, did not rise from the dead, then our faith is futile. See, our faith is based on Christ have risen from the dead. Okay. But now Christ is risen from the dead and it has become, he has become the first fruits of those that have fallen asleep. So our hope is that even when we die and that trumpet sound, and it says the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
That's how that's that's a good portion of our hope. That is a good part of the gospel. But I learned more today about the gospel. We're almost there. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, after with those who are Christ at his coming, I talked about the horn, the trumpet. Then comes the end when Christ delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So that's another level. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. As a wise person, you really want to understand and know that wisdom allows you to have a mechanism to defeat death. Through wisdom, we have the ability to have hope in the resurrection of Christ. Why? Verse 27. For he has put all things under his feet, but when he says all things are put under his feet, it is evident that he who put all things under him is accepted. Meaning, now when all things are made subject to him, then the son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him that God may be all in all. Now, all that wording right there means that Christ does not go above God. He subjects himself also to the Father, the creator of all things. Okay? So, that is the gospel right there. That right there is a part of the gospel, but there is more about the gospel. In verse 34, I just want to hit that. It says, Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some who do not have the knowledge of God, uh, I speak this to your shame. But someone will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive until it dies. Oh, Lord. So Holy Spirit is in you. Holy Spirit's in me. That's what believers are all about over there in Romans 10. If I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart, remember? that Jesus Christ died and was raised from the dead by the power of God. And I want to read it and be precise. That's over there in Romans. Here it is, the 10th. There it is. Okay, here it is. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be safe. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Okay? And there's no distinction between Jews and Greek. Why is that so important? Because we got two different mankinds in a sense. There's more, but primarily two, the Gentiles and Jews. Jews being those that have a covenant with, uh, with God through Abraham. And then you have the Gentiles who had no covenant at all. And have been separated over there uh, at the Tower of Babel when mankind was separated into the 70 nations. 
Okay. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So it is a wise person that can actually walk in faith and believe that Christ was raised from the dead, meaning that God's power is greater than the power of death. Okay. All right. So we got that understanding. But let's go back to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. So Paul wants the Corinthians to understand that if you sow one thing, then it's going to rise up another. And he said, when you sow or what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be. But God gives it a body as he pleases and to each seed its own body. And so there's celestial bodies, there are terrestrial bodies. Uh, there's also the resurrection of the dead. So the body is sown in corruption, but is raised in incorruption. Okay, sown in dishonor, raised in glory, sown in weakness, raised in power. And like when we pass on or when we die, our natural body is sown, but what's raised up is spiritual body. And so the first man, Adam, he became a living being. But then this last Adam, which is Jesus, he became a life-giving spirit. Amen. So it is wisdom that allows us to believe all of that. We're still, but there's still more to the gospel than just what happens after we die. There is more. The gospel uh, it exists through all the time periods. And that's what we're going to see in Galatians, the third chapter, when he says, foolish, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? So did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish Having begun in the spirit, you now think you can be perfected by the flesh? Because there was a discussion of circumcision. So he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, which is Jesus, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Therefore, know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Here go a mystery. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles. Remember, Jews, those with the covenant, Gentiles, no covenant. By faith, preach the gospel. God himself preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. Now, I don't know why when I read that this morning, my spirit man leaped up in the air and said, my God, my God, the gospel is that while we are yet alive and functioning here on the earth, we are to be blessed. So when you walk in the blessings that God has preordained and and committed to by covenant, you are a living epistle of the gospel. The gospel 
is made evident and manifested daily by you as a believer, receiving, walking, living in the blessings of the Most High. Wow. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Hmm. What you say? That really got me. For as many as are of the works of the law, if you believe the works, then you're under the curse. For it is written, curses everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for why the just shall live by faith. That was evident by the interaction of God and Abraham. Yet the law is not of faith, for the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. There you go. Having become a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree. And Christ hung on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the faith, the promise of the Spirit, through faith. So that is the real point of the matter. Over in Galatians, the fourth chapter is reiterated, starting at the fourth verse, it says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Even as Jesus was passing, he said, Abba, Abba. And yet he bequeathed that unto us as he passed on. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son, of Jesus, into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Oh, Lord Jesus. What a blessing. But then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not God. So that means fallen angels. Just like we see are starting to happen again today. All over the United States, all over America. We're starting to literally see false gods and images and paganism being raised up. I mean, recently they had a show, I think the Grammys, and they probably did it again last night. But it, the Grammy, it was evident it was satanic worship or some kind of God. So, but now after you have known God or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements in which you desire again to be back in bondage? Saints of God, don't go back in bondage. Reject what you see the world doing and you hold on to God. Don't observe days and months and seasons and years. Instead, stay under the blessings of the Lord. So I understand today. Here's what I got from this word today. The gospel really is the original intent of God being delivered back to mankind, which was stolen in the Garden of Eden from Adam and Eve by Satan, the accuser, through the serpent. 
Okay. All right. So why did I say that? Because the original intent is evident. Genesis 1, verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish, over the birds, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so a lot of people say, well, why didn't Eve have dominion over the serpent? Because he's a creeping thing, but you didn't read the Bible. He became cursed. And in his curse from God, did he become a creeping thing? He was not a creeping thing when she interacted with him. Go read the Bible. First, uh, uh, that's over in uh, Genesis, the third chapter. Let me see if I can read it for you. Because the third chapter is where the serpent tempted her. But if you go to here, verse number 14. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this. And the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Then here's what the Lord said to the serpent. So obviously he was like a cattle, I guess. I don't know. Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle, more than every beast of the field on your belly. You shall go. You shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. So the serpent, it appeared, was really Satan. That's that's how it seemed because the serpent's seed and the woman's seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So that means the serpent was not originally creeping on the ground. Okay. He became a creeper after he got cursed by God. But mankind was given dominion over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image with the image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Then God, verse 28, Genesis 1, blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish, over the birds, over every living thing. So she had dominion that moves on the earth. Boy, we answered that question. And then God is so faithful. You know, he reiterated it. Genesis uh, chapter 5, verse 1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them, male and female, and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. God is sincere about the blessings. When Noah came out of that boat uh, of the ark, Genesis, the ninth chapter, verse one. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast, on every bird, on all that move on the earth, on all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. Amen. And over here, I'm just reiterating, letting you know that the gospel is blessings. Amen. That you are blessed. Genesis, the 12th chapter, the covenant and that God made with uh, Abraham, and his name was Abram. So God made the covenant before he was even converted. Now the Lord had said to Abram, 
get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is what God sent back through Jesus. Jesus is the seed from Abraham lineage that was used to bless all mankind. He is the seed that God prophesied. So the gospel is God fulfilling the prophetic word that was issued in Genesis 1. And that blessing that God uh, issued is during your lifetime here. And also an assurance that we would be reunited back with him in eternity in Christ Jesus. So I am so grateful this morning that I gained a better understanding. I hope you did too about the blessings that is in fact the gospel uh, that we are reconciled back to the word of God, the fulfillment of the blessings of God in our lives. I'm going to pray. Father God, I ask you to look down upon radio land and Lord, wake us up. Give us more revelations, God, about your goodness and your your grace, your mercy, Lord. Lord, let us hold on to wisdom, Lord, so that we can find our way to you, Lord. So when Jesus sends all that he sends, how he's interceding on our behalf right now and how people are coming into our lives and introducing Jesus to us, Lord God. We have to come to you, God, through your son, Jesus, through the seed, through the Abrahamic covenant, Lord God, through that seed that you released upon the entire earth, Lord. And by your power, you resurrected Jesus from the dead. God, I ask you to release faith today in Radio Land for us to believe your word to reject the whispers of the enemy in our ear, Lord, and to know that you will withhold no good thing from us, Lord God. Father, I thank you again for this gospel that we are reconciled back to being blessed, blessed, and blessed, and we are to bless others. Lord, I bless you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Radio Land, in case I didn't say it, This is Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ letting you know I love you, but God has proven that He loves you so much more. Be blessed. Amen. Bye.